Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to be covering NXT and NXT UK from 810, 817, 812, and 819. So let's start with NXT and NXT, or let's start with NXT from 812. 812, we're going to bounce back and forth. Now, like I told you guys, you got to bear with me because we're doing a lot of bouncing back and forth with different stuff. First thing I want to cover, for those of you who don't know, on 810, Ivan Dragunov showed up at NXT. He showed up basically to cut a promo involving him and, uh, uh, Walter. We all know him and Walter are going to be facing each other at TakeOver 36. And it's going to be an incredible match. This is Walter vs. Dragunov Part 2, guys. This is If you've not seen Walter and Dragunov Part 1, you need to go check it out. Because it's absolutely an incredible match between Walter and Ivan Dragunov. An incredible match. He almost gets the UK title from Walter on 8. You're back on the very first one. On 8. 10, he's setting up because we're going to get Walter versus Dragunov Part 2 at TakeOver 36 for the for the UK title. We know that Walter has been the longest reigning UK champ over 800 days. He's the longest champ, period, in WWE history. So to see Ivan Dragunov going after him, I do believe this time Walter has got a little bit of a harder battle because Ivan is so much more... Battle-driven, he's so much different from what he was when he faced Walter the first time. So it's going to be interesting to see, but he is there on 8-12, on 8-10, to talk about basically what happened on 8-10. And basically explain to people what's going to happen at TakeOver. And it's an incredible promo with Dragunov. Dragunov pretty much stating that he's got Walter's number. That he's going to beat Walter. That he's going to take Walter to limits Walter has never been took to before. And that when he leaves TakeOver 36, he's going to lead with that UK championship around his waist. And that Walter's not going to know what hit him. Well, in the middle of this promo, apparently, Pete Dunne seems to think he has to stick his nose where it doesn't belong and puts himself right in the middle of uh, this thing between Walter and Dragunov. And he comes out and makes it perfectly clear, oh, you can't beat me. No one's been able to beat me. I'm the baddest man in NXT. Don't believe me. Prove me wrong. Starts running his mouth. Dragunov doesn't want to hear it. Dragunov has heard enough. And Dragunov basically tells Pete Dunne, you couldn't beat Walter when you had the title. Walter managed to beat you to take the title off of you. You couldn't beat Walter now even if you tried. At least when I faced Walter, I came close. I gave it everything I had. You think you're good, Pete? You think you've done you think you're so good? Well, why don't tonight you put your money where your mouth is and you face me in a match? I'm gonna prove to you that I am not Walter and I can beat you. So I guess later on we're gonna get to see Dunn versus Dragonoff. And this is gonna be an incredible match, guys. An incredible match. Now we're gonna go forward to this week's NXT, which of course was 817. Dragonoff is back at NXT for a second time. 
This time he's facing Roderick Strong from Diamond Mine because Roderick Strong, just like Pete Dunne, running that mouth where he shouldn't be running it. And Ivan Dragunov decides, I'm going to put Roderick Strong in his place. This, guys, I'm going to promise you, is an incredible match. You need to go look at this match. It is absolutely amazing. It is an incredible match between two Good competitors in a ring, and it's great. I mean, it's absolutely an amazing match. I highly recommend you guys go check it out. It is incredible. Absolutely incredible. But it ends with Ivan Dragunov defeating Roderick Strong. Never saw that one coming. I expected this was going to be a hard-fought match between these two, and that maybe Roderick Strong could come out on top. No. Ivan Dragunov showcased to Walter and to the world what he could do, what he's capable of, what a different one than what Walter faced last time, and he literally is ready to face it. So much so that after the match, Dragunov is bloody. He is, you know, hard-fought battle between him and Roderick Strong. Absolutely hard-fought battle. Dragunov takes the mic and literally at the top of his lungs as loud as he possibly can scream. Hoping maybe Walter will hear him all the way in the UK. He screams Walter's name repetitively, trying to get Walter to come out to the ring. And Walter never shows up. You can see the frustration. You can see how angry Dragunov is that he can't get Walter to come out. The reason why he did this is because what happened last week on NXT. What really happened was it was absolutely unfreaking believable. Like I told you guys, Walter Dragunov did have a fight with Pete Dunne, and this match was incredible. It was literally incredible match between Pete Dunne and Dragunov. Dragunov really showed Pete Dunne what he could do on uh, 810. He really showed him what he was capable of, what he could really do, and he really gave Pete Dunne a run for his money. Midway through the match, Walter does come out to the ring. He's actually standing at ringside trying to taunt Dragunov and keep trying to throw Dragunov off of his game. It doesn't work. Dragunov disregards Walter and continues to go after the bruiserweight. Granted, in the end, and guys, this is an incredible match. I promise you, it really is. It's an amazing match. You need to go look it up. In the end, Walter does manage to get a distraction on Dragunov enough for Pete Dunne to get that win against Dragunov. What happens afterwards is the incredible part. Walter comes into the ring. Him and Pete Dunne have a stare down. And I mean, this is a stare down. Could this be foretelling what could happen next? Don't know. But Dunne gets out of the ring. And Walter rolls up his sleeves and goes to go at Dragunov. Thinking he's got the upper hand on Dragunov. Ivan whoops Walter all over the place. Taking Walter to limits Walter has never been took before. Showing Walter what he's capable of. Literally beating Walter at his own game to the point Walter has to roll out of the ring to get away from Dragunov. This is why, currently, fast forward to current, this week's NXT, he called out Walter again. He wanted Walter to come out for round two. He wanted to show Walter what he could do, but Walter never shows. He never shows, which shows Walter's 
not got much of a serious, you know, he's not much of a serious, he's got a serious problem on his hands. He's got a very serious, very serious problem on his hands. Now, for all of you who might have missed, we're going to fast forward back to 810. We all know what happened in the lover or leave a match. We all saw that he jumped back in there and uh, you know, kissed Dexter Loomis, and we all were excited about it. We loved it. It was incredible. We were happy to see it. Well, we get to see Dexter and Indy on their first date. And let me just say, you guys, I can tell you what happened, but I promise you, you need to go watch the segment because it's absolutely hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. You see Candace and Johnny trying to act like the consoling parents to Indy Hartwell and try to be so sweet and comforting and, you know, oh, we're all for this date, blah, blah, blah. We all know that's not the case. That is definitely not the case. They are not even excited about this whatsoever. They, Johnny Gargano, so fake. You can see it, he's fake. He's absolutely faking it. But they go on their date. And Indy and Johnny try to sabotage it all the way through. I'm not even going to go into the whole thing because it's absolutely hilarious. It is abs- I mean, you have to go watch it. Go on your social media and go check out the date between Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. You will laugh till you cry. It is so funny, you will not stop laughing. It is that funny. Absolutely hilarious. Incredible. I love it. We'll get a little bit more into what happened later because, of course, we find out Indy Hartwell next week, or this week, we find out she has a match with Dexter Loomis, Index, versus, uh, uh, oh my God, I just forgot it. Robert Stone and his little girl together. So it's going to be an interesting little match to see what happens there, and I'll explain a little bit more about what this whole date and everything. I told you guys, you need to see that. You need to see the date. You really need to see the date because it's absolutely hilarious. It is absolutely and utterly hilarious. I could not stop laughing at this date. I really could not stop laughing at it. It was that funny. Absolutely that funny. But then we move on. Of course, Back to 810, Hit Row, apparently we all have found out what happened with Hit Row. We all know Hit Row had a serious incident involving where <laughs> Legardo El Fantasma decided to take, take Swerve Scott's teeth last week. We all heard it, we all saw it, it was absolutely funny. Well, Hit Row's not too happy about it. And they cut a promo telling Legardo El Fantasma on 8. 10, how they feel about him stealing their stealing his grill. And I'm going to make it perfectly clear how they feel about it. You know, they, you know, they're not happy about it. Swerve Scott goes, you're, he's not going to let the slide, take the slide down. Which leads us to current. Hit rower in the ring. And they're out. The North American champion, Isaiah Swerve Scott, B-Fab, Top Dollar, and Ashanti Adonis are out there. We see, you know, what's been going on with them. We know what's been happening. B5 calls for music to be, music to be cut. She says, Santos Escobar put his hands on Swerve's mouth and pulled his grill out. So, we thought that we'd play a little game. The other members also are like, yeah, we're going to take, take shots at Escobar. They pretty much diss Escobar, blah, blah, blah. Swerve says the beef with Legardo El Fantasma has officially... Reach on-site levels. 
Santos interrupts on the big screen and basically says, Hey, we're in the parking lot. He's showing Swerve's grill going, Look what I got. You want this? Come get it. Well, Swerve does not like that. And he starts making fun of his grill. Do you think this looks good on me, guys? You know, kind of making fun of it. Basically disrespecting Swerve. As much as he possibly can, he's disrespecting Swerve. Swerve's not happy. He doesn't like it. He's very mad. Santa still Swerve and then come on. Come to the parking lot. We'll have a little meeting. We'll have a little chat. Come on out here. Let's have a little fight. You know, why you know, come on, you know, Joaquin Wilder Mandos and I are waiting on you. Come on out here. Come on. So Swerve exits the ring and him and Hit Row head for the parking lot. Swerve gets out there, comes to approach Escobar, the stops. And gets a swing from Wild. Wild swings at Swerve. Swerve drops. Mendoza comes out of nowhere. Starts trying to attack Swerve. The fight is on. The fight between Hit Row and them is on. It's an absolute all-out brawl. The whole time you don't see B-Fab anywhere. The whole time this fight is going on, you don't see her anywhere. When Santos Escobar is about to get the upper hand on Isaiah Swerve Scott, B-Fab comes out of nowhere with a steel pipe and nails, nails Escobar. I mean, nails and takes him out. Hit Road then turns around and starts beating the heck out of Legardo El Fantasma. Literally, they've got the upper hand on Santos Escobar and Legardo El Fantasma. They are literally beating the heck out of them. When they're done, Swerve gets his grill back out of Santos's pocket. And leaves them laying in the middle of the parking lot alone. I'm telling you. This is getting interesting. This fight between Hit Row and Legato El Fantasma is getting interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. Because we all figure they're setting up a Santos Escobar Swerve Scott fight for the North American title. We all see it. We all know it's coming. It's just a matter of when they do it and how they're going to do it. I I don't want. I've told you guys how I feel about Hit Row. I've made it perfectly clear that they're just not for me. I'm not saying that they're not good. They are. But in my opinion, I like Elgardo El Fantasma better than I do Hit Row. Not to say that some down, somewhere down the wrong line, Hit Row might grow on me. Swerve Scott has already grown on me because Swerve Scott is incredible. By himself, he is an incredible competitor. Same thing for Adonis. He's an incredible competitor by himself. But you put him together with B-Fab and Top Dollar, I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying what you're selling. I'm buying what you know, what Lagarda El Fantasma is selling. I'm not buying Hit Row. They're just not growing on me. I'm not saying, I mean, you guys may disagree. You guys may love Hit Row. And if you do, give me a shout out. Tell me your opinions on my social media. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. But in my opinion, I just don't see it. I just can't get on board the Hit Row train. I just can't. I, it, it's just not for me. It's just really not for me. Now, we all know what's been going on with L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. We all know the situation involving L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes, the, the whole butler thing, and it's just getting really, really old. We know L.A. Knight is disrespecting Cameron Grimes at every turn. And I told you eventually, guys, that Ted DiBiase would get involved, and he did. We all know what's been going on. Ted's been trying to talk Cameron Grimes out of, you know, we know Cameron Grimes is a man of his word. We know that. But we all agree L.A. Knight is abusing 
I mean, abusing Cameron Grimes. And I agree with Ted. Yes, you may be a man of your word, but sometimes you got to pull out when you know you, you, you're just not getting treated the proper way. I agree with that. So, we all know what's been going on. And so, we're going to rewind back to 810 so you guys can be up to speed on exactly what's going on currently. L.A. Knight is in the back. And he's pretty much running his mouth and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, talking about how Camel Grimes is a failure and yada, 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 yada. And how Camel Grimes needs to watch him tonight when he faces who he faces, blah, blah, blah. Well, we get L.A. Knight versus Andrade Chase. Camel Grimes is out there. Like he's supposed to be. And L.A. Knight, pretty much that match is a dominating match. L.A. Knight wins that match, hands down. Absolutely wins it. And then after the match, he tries to humiliate Cameron Grimes by trying to get him to shine his boots in the ring in front of everybody in the Capitol Wrestling Center. He tries to just literally embarrass him to just break Cameron Grimes down. Ted DiBiase, again, has seen enough. And he comes out. And he tries, and he stops it. He goes, this, is, this has got to stop. You've got to stop this. You've got to stop it now. Well, of course, Campbell Grimes is trying to talk to Ted. Ted, 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 stay out of it. Don't get involved. No, 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 no. Don't fight my battles for me. I've got this. L.A. Knight isn't wanting to hear it. Ted's trying to defend Cameron, and I get it. I support Ted DiBiase totally because the way that L.A. Knight's treating Campbell Grimes, I just can't get on board. I don't like it. I think L.A. Knight needs a good you know, butt whooping, that's how I feel about it. And, of course, Ted agrees. Ted agrees with me. He needs a good butt whooping, and he needs it bad. So, he turns around, and, you know, he tells him, look, you don't have to do this. Yeah, I mean, I know you're a man of your word, but you don't have to do this. He tells him, look, L.A. Knight, I have a proposition for you. You're a gambling man, aren't you? And L.A. Knight, yeah, I'm a gambling man. He goes, I'll tell you what. Why don't you put that million-dollar title at at Takeover 36, on the line, against Cameron Grimes, one more time. And L.A. and I was like, look, I've put it on the line twice against him. He don't deserve a third shot. He's not even good. Ted, Ted's like, look, just put it on the line. And we'll see what happens. So L.A. and I goes, okay, I'll put it on the line against Cameron Grimes. But if Cameron Grimes can't beat me, you get to be my butler, not Grimes. You, Mr. Ted DiBiase, you get to be my butler. Ted DiBiase agrees to these terms. I don't like this. I'm with Cameron Grimes. I don't like this at all. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't, I just don't, I don't like anything about it. And it's really bugging me that he's going to do this. Fast forward to current 2-8-12. We see a video. Of the million dollar champion LA Knight, he's at the gym with his butler Cameron Grimes. And he's commenting on how he's going to beat Grimes at TakeOver 36 and how good it's going to be to have, you know, Ted DiBiase has his butler shot in his shoes and all the things that he's going to put the former Hall of, you know, the Hall of Famer through and blah, blah, blah. He goes on, you know, to talk about Josh Briggs and, you know, blah, blah, blah and how wonderful he is and blah, 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 blah. Well, Cameron walks out. Cameron doesn't want to hear anymore. He's done. Josh Briggs is over, and we all know, for those of you who don't know who Josh Briggs is, he is from the breakout NXT Breakout Tournament. Josh Briggs is an incredible competitor. He really is an incredible competitor. And LA Knight sees Josh Briggs over there working out, and he tells him, hey, 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 I got an idea. Come over here, come over here, come over here, let me talk to you. 
I'll offer you $10,000 to take out Cameron Grimes tonight and hurt him before TakeOver 36 so that he loses at TakeOver 36 and I get Teddy Diossi as my butler. What do you think? Hey, you're going to offer me $10,000. I'm going to take it. Let's do this. Josh Briggs agrees to it. So we're going to see Cameron Grimes versus Josh Briggs. And if Josh Briggs wins, well, he gets $10,000. From L.A. Knight. Is L.A. Knight really a man of his word? Is he really going to give Josh Briggs $10,000 if Josh Briggs wins? We're going to have to wait and find out what's going to happen. We're really going to have to wait and see. Well, we all know what's going on. We know that the tag titles are on the line tonight against MSK. MSK is going to be facing Imperians Bartel and Eichner. We knew this. This was announced last week. MSK, you know, They've been doing really good as a tag team. They really have. They've been showcasing what they really can do, and they've been absolutely incredible. I have loved in the MSK and how far they've come since they started. But going against Imperium's Bartel and Eichner, that's a different story. That's trouble waiting to happen. And, of course, Eichner and Bartel are in the back with Walter. And Walter basically tells them, tonight is not about me and Dragunov. It's about you two. It's about you two getting the tag titles and bringing honor back to the squared circle. And Bartel goes, look, all we need to do is beat them. We don't need to prove to the world that, MS that we can beat MSK. We know we can. We know how MSK is. We work together as a team. MSK, they don't belong in that ring. They don't work together as a team. We've got them. But, but you know, we want to show the world that this is Imperium's circle. This is Imperium's ring, and that this ring is sacred. Eichner, of course, makes it, he wants to make an example of MSK that Walter says, Look, Imperium is here to protect and restore the honor of this great sport, and I want to see you guys do it. So, we know now that MSK has got a serious problem on their hands because Walter is there. Walter could come out during the MSK fight and cost MSK the titles. So MSK better have their hands on a swivel because we don't know what Walter, we all know what Walter's capable of, but we don't know what Walter's going to do. This changes the whole game. This changes everything because we don't know what Walter is capable of, what he could possibly do. So MSK better have their heads on a swivel. So we go to the match. Cameron Grimes versus Josh Briggs. Guys, this is an amazing match. This is absolutely an incredible push for Josh Briggs. Briggs is incredible. If you guys have not seen him in the breakout tournament, you need to go check him out. He's absolutely an incredible competitor. He's really good. You know, he gives Cameron Grimes a run for his money, but Cameron Grimes goes right back at him. And, you know, the whole time, Ted is sitting at commentary. LA Knight's sitting in the commentary. They're betting, you know, on Camel Grimes and Josh Briggs. It's an incredible match. Absolutely amazing. You guys need to go check it out. Camel Grimes does win that match. After the match, Camel Grimes is standing tall. Ted DiBiase tells him, well, you owe me $10,000, you know, blah, blah, blah. Knight ain't having it. He basically hits TV, assaults Ted DiBiase in his chair. Taking Ted DiBiase out. Cameron Grimes runs out to make a save. But, of course, Knight drops him too. With his, B his BFT finisher. Knight talks some trash to Grimes. When he lays him out, the fans are not happy. Boom. 
I don't know how much more Cameron Grimes has to do to jump through the hoop, but I'm telling you, at NXT TakeOver 36, Cameron Grimes better win this match. Because this is getting ridiculous. The things LA Knight is doing to Cameron Grimes is just humiliating. You don't imagine what he's going to do to Ted DiBiase. So I would rather see Cameron Grimes just school, I mean literally school, LA Knight in this and become the Million Dollar Champion. Just to prove that LA Knight is all talk and no show. Now, I'm really hoping that, you know, this happens. That this really does happen. And that we don't see, you know, anything else you know, go wrong. Now we have the Kyle O'Reilly and Cole fight. We know this is happening. We know what's going to happen, you know, at NXT TakeOver. This is Kyle O'Reilly and then three. This is supposed to be the final one. We f rewind back to 810. They have a face-to-face -face meeting between the two of them. Security comes out with both of them. So does General Manager William Regal. And he makes it perfectly clear there will be no fighting, there will be no squabbling. The two of you need to get along and listen. He makes it perfectly clear that at TakeOver 36, their match, their final match, will be a two out of three falls count match. But, there are special stipulations. Special stipulations. Kyle and Cole get to pick the first two steps. If it happens to go to a third stipulation, a third fall, William Regal gets to pick the third fall. So Kyle gets to pick the first one. And Kyle basically picks a straight up fight. Your pinfall submissions. I want a straight-up fight between Adam Cole and Adam Cole being snarky and smirky, the usual Adam Cole that we expect him to be. Well, then Cole gets to pick the second step. If it goes to a second fall, Cole gets a street fight. We all know this is going to be nasty. This is going to be absolutely nasty if they get to a street fight. They're going to tear each other apart. They're going to beat the heck out of each other. Well, Cole and him get into a squabble. Security's trying to hold him back. It gets nasty. They're trying to fight to get to each other. Security keeps pulling him back. Regal's had enough. Regal goes, I don't I'm ending this now. The third fall. If it makes it to a third fall between the two of you, it will be inside a steel cage. Cole and Riley are not happy. I'm excited because to see Kyle and Cole in a steel cage against each other, that is going to be an amazing fight. That is going to be a knockout, drag-out fight at TakeOver 36. I really would love to see it get to the third step. I really would. Just to see who really... Because we know Cole rocks in a, in a steel cage. He... The two war games, he absolutely dominates in a steel cage. But we also know what Kyle O'Reilly is capable of in a steel cage. Two war games, too. We see what he's able to do. So to see what these two are going to do to each other if it gets to a third to that third step, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Going to be an amazing match, amazing finish. I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to make it perfectly clear, so take this as a grain of salt, guys. Take this as a grain of salt. Rumor. This is a rumor, guys. Rumor. Remember, rumor. Rumor has it that 
Adam Cole has not signed a new contract with WWE. We know back way back, probably last year in September, his original NXT contract ran out. Cole was running as a free agent under a free agent's NXT contract, which means he got to stay with NXT but he could go anywhere else that he chose to, but he was not officially signed with WWE. Rumor has it that Adam Cole's contract for that free agent contract goes up after TakeOver 36. Now, rumor also has it that Cole has not signed a new contract with WWE, that negotiations between Adam Cole and WWE have broke down, that every contract that Cole has been offered, Cole and his agents have turned down. That's a rumor. It may not be true, but it could be true. If it is, if this rumor is true, this is Adam Cole's last match in NXT. His last match in WWE. There is no telling where Cole could go. There's no telling where Cole could end up. He could go back to New Japan. He could go to Impact. He could go to Ring of Honor. He could go to AEW. He could go to NWA. There is no telling where Cole could end up. If the rumors are true that he has not signed a new contract with WWE. We're going to have to wait and see if this truly is Adam Cole's last match in WWE. We're going to have to watch and wait. In my personal opinion, as a fan, I think Cole should not sign a new contract with WWE because we see where WWE is going. We see all the turmoil and chaos it is in now. I think Cole would be better off going to another company, uh, any company. I'm not saying AEW. I'm saying any company and start over. Cole is a huge name. And to get Cole on your roster is big. It's huge. So if this is, if the rumors are true, and Kyle and Cole's match tonight is Cole's final match with WWE, then I wish Cole the best on this match. I wish WWE to make it the best it can possibly be for Adam Cole. Give him a good send-off. That's what they need to do. Not going to say that they are, but that's what they need to do. And a good send-off would be sending Adam Cole into that third fall in a steel cage match. That would be the best send-off and the best way for WWE to say goodbye to Adam Cole. In my opinion, that would be the, be the best send-off for him if the rumors are true and he is not coming back to WWE. If this is his last match in WWE, we're going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with Cole. He could go to Raw. He could go to SmackDown. He could have signed a new contract with WWE. Or he may go you know, to one of the other promotions. We don't know. We're going to have to wait. But in my opinion, I think the third step, the steel cage match, would be a great send-off for Adam Cole. It would be a great way to say goodbye to Adam Cole. It would be the perfect way to end this feud and to give him a great send-off for his last match. I think it really would be. I think it would be great. We're going to have to wait and see what happens at TakeOver. We're just going to have to sit back and see what happens. So now we go back. Of course, we have the breakout tournament. Everyone knows what's been going out with the breakout tournament. The winner of the breakout tournament will face or will get a contract to face any title 
in NXT that they want, whether it be the North American title or the NXT title. They will get a shot. And last week on 8-10, breakout tournament round four happened with Odyssey Jones versus Trey Baxter. The winner of this match will go on to be the fine, be one of the finalists in the breakout tournament, and they will face the winner of this week's match. Those two will head, go head-to-head, and that winner will get, of course, a contract to face an NXT champion at any time of their choosing. This match between Trey Baxter and Odyssey Jones was incredible. Odyssey Jones is an incredible competitor. I love him. He's amazing. Trey Baxter, fantastic. You know, Homeboy from Tennessee, he's amazing, he's great, I love him, this is a great match, of course, Odyssey Jones does advance, so he will face whoever wins the breakout tournament on 8-19, this week's, he will face whoever wins, and I'm telling you guys, it's an incredible match, you guys need to go check it out. Now we know what happened with Roderick Strong and Ivan Dragunov this week, Dragunov did defeat Roddy. He beat Roddy fair and square. Well, we also find out the reason why he faces Roddy is because last week it was announced that Roderick Strong would get a shot at Koshida's cruiserweight title. That didn't happen because Koshida, when Roddy gets to the arena, finds out that Koshida is not medically cleared to defend his title. He's not medically cleared. That's why we get Ivan Dragunov versus Roderick Strong. Because he's not medically cleared to face Roddy. I'm hoping that Koshida's okay. I'm hoping that, you know, to see Koshida back real soon. And that he defends his title. And proves to Roderick Strong who truly is the Cruiserweight champ. I'm looking forward to that match. But I'm my best thing would be to hope that, you know, Koshida is good. That he's okay. And that everything's fine. I'm hoping. I mean, I'm really hoping that for him. Now we move on. This week, as I told you guys, we have Index, Dexter Loomis, and Indy Hartwell in a mixed tag team match versus Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea. Of course, Frankie Monet does come out with them. I told you all about the date. The date was absolutely chaos, and you guys are going to have to go watch it because I'm telling you, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae absolutely are hilarious in the date videos. They're absolutely hilarious. It's something I can't describe. It's something you guys need to go watch. But it's absolutely hilarious what those two do. On the side, I want to let everyone know if you haven't heard already, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae are expecting their first child. And I'm absolutely excited for them. Congratulations to both of them. I'm excited to hear that. It's some incredible news. I'm glad. And to get to see them try to play mommy and daddy to Indy Hartwell is absolutely hilarious because we know uh, we haven't seen Austin Theory in a while. We don't know where Austin Theory is. So to get to see them play Rummy and Daddy to Indy Hartwell is absolutely hilarious. But like I told you guys, you're going to have to see it. But the mixed match, tag team match between the Index versus Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea is an incredible match. Frankie Monet at one point does try to cheat and she gets caught and she gets put out. Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea not happy, but Kamea, she's incredible. She is absolutely incredible. She really showcases what she's capable of doing. Robert Stone, more of a comedy act. 
I mean, literally, more of a comedy act. It, I mean, Dexter Loomis is wiping the floor with him. I mean, literally, Robert stands no chance against Dexter Loomis. He really doesn't. And these two really showcase. Barrett keeps picking on, you know, the whole thing with Index. Ooh, bad taste in my mouth. Nah, don't want to deal with it. I love this banter between Beth Phoenix and, you know, Wade Barrett. It's absolutely hilarious to listen to these two have this little, you know, banter between them. It's absolutely Absolutely hilarious. Fans are chanting happy birthday because it is Indy Hartwell's birthday. So that's even better. It's incredible. At one point in the match, Indy turns around and she's kind of got that. Because her and Dexter have never really wrestled together. So that, you, you know, you're you're not quite sure how you're going to handle wrestling with someone you've never wrestled before. And Beth Phoenix keeps sending her reassurance. You'll be fine. You'll do okay. Just breathe. You'll be alright. I promise you'll be alright. She looks, and I love that she looks to Beth for encouragement. I love that she looks to Beth for, you know, words of wisdom. I like that because Beth Phoenix is a great role model. She's a great person to look up to. She's been where Indy's been. She knows what Indy's going through. And for Indy to come to her, it's just sweet. It's absolutely sweet. And I love it. Way better on the other hand. He don't like it at all. He does not like it. Like I said, this whole thing with Index, I love the banter between Barrett and Phoenix. I have. It's been absolutely hilarious. It's been golden. I love it. It's fantastic. I can tell you, Robert Stone looks goofy. He looks like a Steven Seagal reject. And that's how I'm going to put it. That's how he looks long. Ponytail. You know, each absolutely humiliates himself in a ring. And it's funny to watch. It is absolutely funny to watch. You guys are going to have to go look at this. It's an amazing match. It really is. It's incredible. The thing with Bray Barrett and Beth is amazing. It's absolutely a great match. And it really showcases you know what Jesse Kamea can do, but it also showcases how well Indy and Dexter can work together. Of course, it does end with Index winning that match. And it's an incredible win. It's an absolute incredible win for both of them. But what happens after the match is even more incredible. Because Indy literally crawls toward the ropes. Well, you know, Dexter's kind of sitting there. And, you know, you're kind of trying to figure out. She backs away and heads to the announce table. The whole time Wade Barrett's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. She walks up to Phoenix and her and Phoenix have a little exchange and Phoenix hands her something and Indy crawls back into the ring. Wade's trying to figure out what's going on. We're trying to figure out what's going on. What is happening here? Beth is grinning from ear to ear like a Cheshire cat. You know something's up. You know Indy and Beth kind of got together and stirred something, but you don't know what it is. And when Dexter turns back around, Indy's on one knee with a box open with a ring in it, proposing to Dexter Loomis. Yes, you heard me correctly, podcasting fans. She's proposing to Dexter Loomis. Marriage on her birthday. The whole time you're literally hearing the fans chanting, yes, yes, yes. Dexter says yes. She slips the ring on Dexter's finger. Way Barrett is gagging. Is absolutely you hear, you hear uh, Beth Phoenix and them go. We're planning a wedding. It's absolutely incredible. You guys literally need to see this segment because the end to this match is absolutely incredible. Way Barrett's not happy, and I think it's hilarious. I absolutely love Way Barrett and Beth. 
They are absolutely magic on the mic, and I love it. Everybody's happy. I'm happy. It, it's, it's absolutely incredible. It really is. It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. Now, Dakota Kai. We know Dakota Kai is going to face Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. And, of course, she is out there getting ready to do an interview backstage separately with Raquel Gonzalez. Rewind back to 810, Dakota Kai had a match with Saray. It was an incredible match. Absolutely incredible match. Dakota Kai, of course, did win that match. It was incredible. It was an absolutely great match. You Absolutely incredible. I loved it. Absolutely loved this match. Could not say anything more about this match, and it was incredible. But what happened afterwards was the amazing part. Kai was going to go back and start attacking Saray when out of nowhere, here comes Raquel Gonzalez. She comes out and literally runs Dakota Kai out of the ring. After she gets her out of that ring, she tells her, Kai, you're never going to be on top. And you're definitely never going to get this title from me. At TakeOver 36, I'm going to tear you apart. I'm going to make an example of you so that you understand what you've got yourself into. You think you know me, but you don't know me as well as you think. This thing between her is going to be It's really going to be incredible. Fast forward to, to this week's. They're sitting in there having a remote interview with Beth Phoenix. And it's an incredible remote interview. Absolutely incredible. Raquel, basically Raquel Gonzalez says, look, I knew what I was getting into when I got involved with Dakota Kai. I knew exactly what I was getting into because I saw what she did to Tegan Knox. I saw what she's done to anybody she's ever worked with. I knew what I was getting into, but I kind of tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. Kai, you finally get your title shot. But, what took you so long? Why did you wait so long to ask for a title shot? She goes on about how, you know, she's been dominating and is a superstar. And she says, Kai, maybe the only one left, but she won't be the one to take this title off of her. Kai knocks Gonzalez for being delusional and thinks, you know, Kai claims she's untouchable. You know, I'm untouchable. I can beat you. What happened last time someone claimed they were untouchable? Do we remember the Kylie Ray incident? Did we forget about that? Where Mako Satamora proved she was not untouchable? Don't ever claim you're untouchable. Don't ever claim, you know, don't do that. That's that's the dumbest thing you could ever do. Kai goes on to say she's going to teach, she taught Gonzalez everything that she knows. But she didn't teach her everything that Kai knows. Interesting. Kai goes on to say Gonzalez wants so badly to be someone and I was the one who made her that somebody. And at TakeOver, she will bet that she, that she will beat that somebody and become NXT Women's Champion. Gonzalez laughs and asks her, you know, are you going to find another Raquel Gonzalez to help you win, Dakota Kai? Because that's the only way you win is with me. Without me, you can't win. You can't win a match. You're not capable of it. She goes on to say, good luck, because there is no one else like me. Believe me, there is no one else like me. She goes, Kai, you use people. You get jealous when they become bigger than you, and you use them up and spit them out. 
you don't, you know, you don't really have a backbone, any real bone in your body to face me. You just don't. You have nothing. I'll solve so many of your problems and you're on your own. You've got no one to help you. You've got no one to back you up. You are on your own. Kai goes on to call Gonzalez, basically, you know, tells her, you know, whatever you want. You can call me a jealous B-I-T-C-H. I'm not going to repeat it, but that's what you can call me or whatever. But in five days, you'll be calling me champ. That's what you'll be calling me. In five days, you'll be calling me champ. Gonzalez basically tells her, okay, I'm looking forward to seeing you at TakeOver, Kai. I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got. So now we know about the semifinals. We know Odyssey Jones advanced to the finals. So now we have the NXT Breakout Tournament semifinals round two. Carmelo Hayes versus Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson has been on fire. But Carmelo Hayes has been literally on fire because this man has been nothing but the underdog. Everyone betting against Carmelo Hayes. And Carmelo Hayes has managed to come back every single time and beat people. Carmelo Hayes and uh, Hudson have an incredible match. It's an absolute incredible match between these two. Who comes out to face Odyssey Jones? The underdog himself, Carmelo Hayes. So, at the finale of the breakout tournament, it will be Odyssey Jones versus Carmelo Hayes. The winner of that match will go on to receive a contract to give them an opportunity at any title they want in NXT at any time of their choosing. It's going to be incredible, guys. It is going to be absolutely incredible. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth the wait. Now we move on to the tag team title match, Imperium versus MSK. I told you guys I wasn't quite sure how this match was going to play out. I wasn't sure exactly how MSK was going to be able to pull this off. We know how dangerous a lethal Imperium can be, and they are dangerous, and they are lethal. This, guys, is an incredible match. Imperium and MSK really showcase what they can do. They really showcase what they are capable of. And it is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Halfway through that match, as I called it, Walter does come out. And he walks right down to the ramp and starts trying to taunt Carter and Lee. He tries desperately to make them look like fools. And they manage to still do circles around Eichner and Bartel. They really showcase what they can do. And they do a fantastic job with it ending with the winner and still your NXT Tag Team Champions MSK. They manage to beat Imperium at their own game. After the match is over, Walter is seething. He is ticked off that MSK just beat his boys, Bartel and Eitner. And he makes it perfectly clear. He attacks both of them, taking them both out. Well, guess what? Dragunov's not going to take that lion down. And Dragunov comes out of nowhere and starts beating the daylights out of Walter. Wesley and... Carter, get into it, start trying to attack Walter too. They're trying to take Walter out, but Walter takes him out with ease. He destroys Carter, he destroys Lee, and then he turns his attention to Dragonoff. Dragonoff and him are having an all-out brawl. It is an all-out brawl on the outside of the ring. Absolutely incredible. 
And it ends up with Imperium standing tall over Dragunov yet again. Could we see this? Could this be what happens at TakeOver 36? Could Walter actually beat Dragunov? I don't think so. I think Dragunov's got him. Dragunov had had a match with Roderick Strong earlier. He was a little bit off his game, but I think Dragunov's got him. I th I'm making another, pr not prediction, but a spoiler. It's going to be Ivan Dragunov with the, N with the NXT UK title. That's how I see it. That's how it's going to be. It's an incredible setup. It really is. It's an incredible setup. So we get back to the fact from the break, and of course, we know this whole vendetta with Pete Dunne and Rich Holland. I'm glad to see Rich Holland back. I really am. I'm excited to see him back. But they seem to have a personal problem with Thatcher and Champa, And I'm not quite sure what that personal problem is, but Rich Holland just won't let it go. And he makes it perfectly clear that he doesn't want to face Champa. He wants to face Toothless Timmy, Timothy Thatcher. We all know dang well that Thatcher's not going to come out with Champa, and Holland's not going to come out with Dunn. This is going to be a nasty brawl between these two. And I'm telling you, if Holland doesn't watch it, he's going to bring out the Blackheart daddy. And it's not going to be pretty what Tommaso Champa does to Rich Holland. Not to mention what Timothy Thatcher is capable of. So this is going to be an interesting match between Rich Holland and Thatcher. And it's going to be interesting to see if how Pete Dunne and Tommaso Ciampa play into this. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm going to be kind of excited to see what happens at this match. Well, we get back after this whole segment. And, of course, Samoa Joe makes his way out to the ring. We all know there was going to be a face-to-face -face with Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. We just weren't quite sure how this face-to-face -face was going to go down. Joe comes out, takes a mic, and calls out NXT champion Karrion Cross. You know, basically screaming his name. He's seething. He's mad. He wants Cross now. Joe basically tells him, "Look, I, you know, I thought you know you would you know look more forward tonight than what you really do. You know, the last face-to-face -face meeting we had." Wasn't really a good face-to-face -face meeting. You kind of cheated. You cheap shot, you know, William Regal, you know, blah, 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 blah. Cross comes out. This Cross has heard enough. He's heard enough of Samoa Joe. And he gets right back in Joe's face and tells him, look, this is Cross's world. You're playing with a whole different deck, boy. You're in my world. You're in my domain, and I'm going to show you what I'm capable of. I'm going to show you what I can do. When he came out, the most insulting thing that NXT fans could have done was chant Jeff Hardy, and that's exactly what they did. Even though we know Kerry Cross has beat Jeff Hardy not once, but twice, but they had to. Insult, injury, salt in the wound, they had to do it. They just had to do it, and Kerry basically wasn't having it. He tells Joe after he basically tells him, yeah, I've had enough. I'm not going to deal with this. This is my world. Welcome to it. Look, I think that I'm going to walk into TakeOver and win that title and destroy you. You think that after years of being off that you can beat me. Can't beat me. You know, you can go and call all the NXT security to the ring you want. I don't care. You're not going to be able to beat me. Well, guess what? NXT security does come out because Regal doesn't want their main event for NXT to be destroyed. So they basically, you know, hey, we're going to get security out here. Fans aren't happy. You know, Cross tells them, look, I guess this is for your protection, huh, Joe? 
from me. Not mine. Security are now standing ringside trying to keep them apart, trying to make sure there's no fighting across Ask Joe if he really thinks he has a shot at takeover. Cross, uh, the fans tell Cross, no, they don't think he's got a shot. No, 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 no. You're not, you're not going to win. Joe's going to win, blah, blah, blah. You know, then they start chanting, Joe is going to kill you. Their little chant that they always do. And Cross slowly, you know, just, you know, just doesn't want to listen. He slowly starts backing out of the ring. Or what looks like what you think he's going to back out of the ring. He turns back around and tells Joe, look, I'm going to drop you at TakeOver. I'm going to drop you really fast. Joe doesn't like that. Joe comes at Karrion Cross. I mean, literally, past security on Karrion. It's an all-out brawl. It spills from outside the ring. Security's getting took out. Everybody's getting took out. Fans are going nuts. Cross throwing you, throwing him across the table. Cross slamming him face first into the seal post. They are basically going back and forth. Through the announce table, over the announce table. It just gets nasty. But at the very end, they're outside knocking the plexiglass and the racking down, just knocking each other down. They go through it. They throw each other through the plexiglass, through the barrier wall, through the grate that you know, stands between the crowd and the rent, throw themselves through it. It ends with Samoa Joe and Carrie Cross literally demolishing each other. It is a nasty fight. You guys are going to have to go watch this. It is incredible. It is absolutely freaking incredible. I literally was like in awe over this. This was unfreaking believable what happened. Setting this match up, you know, seeing these two taking each other out, it was absolutely incredible. It was a great setup. A great setup. So I'm looking forward, but do I think that Samoa Joe might have Cross's number? I'm going to bet on Cross. I think Cross has got Joe. I think Joe's bit off more than he can chew. He doesn't realize what he's getting himself into. I'm not saying that Joe can't win. It's highly a possibility I could get schooled. But I'm telling you, I, my money's on Cross. My money's that Cross has got him. That Cross is going to school him. Yes, Joe's going to have a good match, but Cross is going to win. Cross is going to come out on top. That's just how I feel about it. I'm with everyone else that's in NXT right now. All of us want to know, where the hell is Scarlet? Why haven't we seen Scarlet? Every time we've seen Cross lately, we've not seen Scarlet. And we're all scratching our heads. And we're all wondering, where the hell is Scarlet? Because Carrie Car Cross isn't Carrie Cross without Scarlet. And we're all trying to figure out where she is. I hope that she's okay. I hope that she's well. And I hope to see her soon. Because it's really bugging me that we don't have Scarlet. It's bugging the daylights out of me as to where she is. Like I said, she could show up at TakeOver 36. It's highly possible. We're going to have to wait and find out at TakeOver on Sunday what happens. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But like I told you, my money's on Joe. Uh, my money's on Cross. I think Cross has got Joe. I really think he does. I think Joe has been off more than he can chew and doesn't realize what he's got himself into. That's my opinion. So now we're going to move on to NXT UK. This is NXT UK for 812. And, of course, 817. So, we're going to go ahead and get in into this and find out, you know, what, what's going on in the world of NXT UK. So, our first match on 
12 was, of course, Flash Morgan Webster versus Wolfgang. This was an incredible match, guys. This was absolutely incredible. It was a great matchup. I loved it. It was amazing. And, of course, it did end with, with Wolfgang winning that match. Got to give props where props is due. Flash Morgan Webster did a great job, but Wolfgang got it. After that match, we had Emil versus Neil, uh, Nina Samuels. Of course, Emil got that match. Wasn't all that great of a match. I wasn't too impressed with it. But you can go watch it for yourself and find out. Then we had we have a tournament going on. This is what they call the tournament to determine who's going to face Tyler Bate in the Heritage Cup for the Heritage Cup. Uh, the first round was, of course, on eight twelve on eight twelve, and it was Mark Andrews versus Noam Dar. This was an incredible match, guys. This was absolutely incredible. And for those of you who don't know, Heritage Cup rules, you got two minutes, got up to six rounds. First one to get two falls wins the match. First round, we had zero to zero. Mark Andrews and him both were just literally killing it. Zero to zero. Then we went to round two. Round two, we had zero to zero again. Neither one of them could get the other, get the upper hand on the other. So then on round three, it ended up Mark Andrews getting the first fall. It was a great match between those two. Pete, you know, he tried, you know, Norm Dar tried really hard, but was having a really hard time in round three, and Mark Andrews got it. Round four, we get it where Norm Dar gets a fall. Now we're one to one. We're going to have to go to round five to determine who's going to win. And it's very rare it goes to round five. Round five. It's literally a fight to the finish. A photo finish, practically. These two are tearing each other apart, and it ends with Noam Dar getting the second fall, and Noam Dar advances to the next round for the Heritage Cup. Gotta give Mark Andrews props for props is due. The man is incredible. He is absolutely a great competitor, and I'm very upset that, you know, he didn't, you know, win that match, but you gotta give him credit where credit is due because he did a great job. He really did. Now we're going to move on to NXT UK for August 19th. First match we have, Mako Satomura versus Stevie Turner. This is an incredible match. Everybody apparently wants Mako's title. Everybody's after Mako Satomura. They want the final boss. They want to beat her. Emil's tried. Everybody's tried. It's an incredible match, guys. It really is a great match, but of course it does end with the NXT UK Women's Champion, Mako Satomura, defeating Stevie Turner. It was an incredible match, though. Then we have Sax Hughley versus Eddie Dennis. This is another good match. Really, really good matchup between these two. Absolutely incredible match. Loved it. It was fan-freaking-tastic. And it ends, of course, with Sax Hughley defeating Eddie Dennis. This is the second time Eddie Dennis from Symbiosis has lost. You've got to believe that this is... Eddie Dennis is really having a hard time with this. You've got to believe he's not happy with the way this is going. Then we have another women's division match. Dana Luna versus Elsa Dawn. This is a great match, too. Dana Luna has been incredible. She's absolutely been absolutely incredible. And she gives Elsa Dawn a run for her money. Puts Elsa Dawn through the ringer. And Elsa Dawn ends up losing to Dana Luna. Incredible. Well, we all knew that the NXT UK tag titles would be on the line pretty deadly versus my Sash Mountain. I told you guys, this was going to be an incredible match. An absolute 
heck of a match, and we get a great match. Pretty Deadly and Mustache Mountain do an incredible job. They really bring it to Pretty Deadly. I gotta give props to Tyler Bate and to Trent Seven, because these boys are incredible. If you've not seen Mustache Mountain, go check them out. They're an incredible tag team. On the flip side, so is Pretty Deadly. They are literally, their name speaks volumes. It speaks volumes to what they do in this tag division, and it's an incredible match between Pretty Deadly and Mustache Mountain for those titles. But of course, Pretty Deadly comes out on top and defeats Mustache Mountain and retains their NXT UK Tag Team titles. Going to be interesting to see who may go after Pretty Deadly next. Who could we see maybe be able to take those titles off Pretty Deadly? Don't know. Going to be interested to see what's going to happen. This is, I mean, guys, if you've not seen NXT UK, you need to go check it out. It's an incredible show. It really showcases what the UK is all about. It really stands on its own. It stands by itself. There's some incredible matches. You get different matches every week. It's incredible. I'm telling you, go check this this out. Go look it Go look any match up from NXT UK, and I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed. Again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening, because without you guys, there would be no me. There would be no In the Ring with Brandy. You guys make it happen. You are the magic that makes it happen. Oh, hell. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for listening, because like I said, without you guys, there would be no me. Yeah. Get on there. Tell your friends. Give a shout out. Let them come and check out my podcast too. Because I promise you, these guys are going to love it just as much as, as you guys do. If you know anybody who loves wrestling, who's a big wrestling fan like me, tell them about this podcast. Let them know about it. Give them a shout out. Let them know. Again, guys, whatever you want to talk about, doesn't matter what it is. Wrestling related, it does not matter. Whatever you guys want to talk about, Follow me on social media. Hit me up on my social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights ending with a Z, and on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And like guys, like I said, I want to thank y'all so much for listening. And remember, every two weeks I drop a new podcast for two two weeks worth, so don't miss out. And remember, there also next week is going to be a double feature. Pay-per-view extravaganza for SummerSlam and TakeOver 36. So check it out and don't miss it. Because I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And I'll see you guys next time and in two weeks for more in-the-ring action. Have a wonderful night and thank you so much for listening.